Well, you pick up the newspaper, you watch the news, and more often than not, sadly, there's another statistic. And we're talking about the death of a, well, the death of a, some wonderful person uh, due to domestic violence. Now, it's not my subject, obviously, um, no expert, but I do have one in the studio with me right now. Robin Westgate, Family and Domestic Violence Pro- Project Officer, People and Culture, here at Curtin University. Great to see you, Robin. Thank you very much, Jenny, for having me here. We were talking off air, were we not, about the... When we see a serious situation like this, and it's just about a daily uh, event, isn't it, really, that we pick up a paper and see it, um, we talk a lot about it, and now it's time for action to be taken, and we just don't know in what direction this should be taken, but you're working on that, aren't you? Yes, we are. There's many people who are working on it. We're entering into the 16 Days in WA campaign in Western Australia, which is uh, highlighting awareness and uh, trying to create the elimination of of domestic violence against women and girls. And the theme this year is what can you do? Okay. And that is as a bystander. Yeah, as a bystander, yes. As a friend, um, yes, you're absolutely right. I mean, unfortunately, domestic violence has uh, not just started to, you know, be the case. We've had domestic violence since time began, really. Um, But it was never really... Even the police force at the time were saying, oh, there's something happening in that home, we won't rush there, they'll sort it out soon. But now we are reporting on it and making it very clear, I think, to people that perhaps have wanted to leave are a little bit scared, but there is a reality in what can happen. I think domestic violence or intimate partner abuse has been around for a long time. And it's about power and control. And for a long time, women and children were seen as belongings or possessions in a family. And that meant they had no rights. That's changed a great deal and there's a lot more awareness around now. But people are becoming more aware that, one, yes, it's wrong, that this is happening and, oh, that's actually happening to me, what's going on here, and that they can leave. They have the right to leave a marriage or a relationship, but they also need to know that leaving is one of the most dangerous things you can do. Not only dangerous, but um, changes their whole life. I mean, they share a home, their children might be at the school, they don't know where to stay, there is an embarrassment that they've put up with it for so long, and the danger, like you mentioned. The actual danger, usually um, domestic violence escalates when the perpetrator feels that they are losing control and the leaving is one of the prime times when a perpetrator might feel that they are losing control. So there are more reports of escalated or increased violence, um, coercion and even lethality or death when a person leaves a relationship. Hmm. How, what, what is the profile normally, with your experience, of someone that violates? There isn't one. Really? It can be anyone. Domestic and family violence does not respect any barriers or any boundaries. It doesn't respect um, race, ethnicity, socioeconomic background, education. It can happen anywhere to anyone. There's no, oh, look at that guy, he looks like a thug. Mm. type of thing and we all do it but that's not necessarily the case it can be anyone yes i i accept that to be the case but i was just wondering whether it's ever been found that perhaps as children they were abused or they saw their father as an abuser and thought it to be sadly a normality definitely there is evidence that children who witness or um are 
see domestic violence or in a family though there is a lot of intimate partner violence can go on to become perpetrators because they think it's the norm it is what they live it's their reality so that is their role model and they think that is the way that the future is and all their relationships tend to go that way we must point out of course that men can be domestically abused as well but the numbers are much greater with women definitely because they seem to be that little bit more vulnerable can you tell us about one of the courses that you're doing the online course yes we are doing a mooc um a lot of people might not know what a mooc is but a mooc is a massive open online course curtin university uh with edx um, which is one of the largest platforms for online education, are doing an understanding domestic violence MOOC. Um, it goes online on the 7th of, de- of December. We're launching it during the 16 Days campaign. Now, a MOOC is a, an online course that is free for anyone to participate in. The one we've written is eight modules over eight weeks and it will run multiple times during the year. There are accreditations with it and you can sit assessments and be formally accredited for it. For that you do pay, it's about $300 Australian, but you can actually partake and get all the information and all the learning for nothing. It's it's a brilliant way of learning. uh, Well, everyone has to learn about this because it's all part of life now. So just if you'd explain what they have to do in that module, is there questions or...? Um, There's... The first, right, there's eight modules and in the first one it's an introduction, so what is domestic violence? It explains uh, why it's considered such a massive risk to health um, and the United Nations records intimate partner violence as one of the greatest health risks to women in the world. The second one, the second part of it, we break it down is what forms of uh, abuse are domestic violence, whether it be physical, sexual, financial, emotional, uh, cultural, medical, um, many, many different types and forms of abuse, including coercive control and gaslighting. We go on to um, how different and impactful domestic violence can be in minority groups, whether it's... um, the second closet for people who identify as LGBTQ, um, people who are from culturally and linguistically diverse communities. Um, Older women particularly are very vulnerable. Um, 55 plus is one of the most vulnerable ages at the moment. Um, The impact on children, on women with disabilities. We then look uh, specifically at gaslighting and coercion. We look at uh, technical abuse because... The increase in technology is amazingly wonderful and we all use it, but it can be used badly. And there are, I've been horrified to, in my research, to find out some of the many ways that tech abuse can be. And it could be things from stalking, um, using the little air tags, which were created for really good reason, but they can be planted on vehicles, they can be put in devices, cameras can be put in homes. Um, very easily tracking devices can be placed on phones and computers keystroke tracking on social media there's ways of hijacking accounts Um, then we look at uh, the fatality um, the lethalness of domestic violence and at the end we look at the where to from here so the services (coughs) sorry the services for victims the 
programs for perpetrators, the impact on children and the bystander effect and what people can do and how they can be involved in helping to eliminate um, violence. Before we move on to how people can help, um, who is this this cause, who is it designed for? People to know more about the intricacies of domestic violence or somebody that think they may be a victim or heading that way? Anybody who wants for more knowledge. Okay. Yep, yep. Ideally, um, this is going to be part of a suite of probably five to seven different ones which will become more... Um, specific and a lot more detailed in the further and more advanced levels of it and we are hoping to perhaps create a higher qualification linking it to a micro masters that's above my pay grade that's being worked out by the people at our litech but it's aimed for anybody who wants information and understanding uh, seeing what causes it seeing what triggers it and seeing perhaps what they can do and how they can respond how, how do they get to this online course um if you search understanding domestic violence and then edx so edx right. um it will come straight up understanding um, domestic can you google that yes definitely domestic violence i'm just right and then down. edx so edx edx that's yeah. fine okay let's move on um you've got another course haven't you we, I'm actually the project lead on the Mate at Curtain bystander. We, um, Mate is a collaboration with Griffith University between Curtin University and we deliver uh, bystander training where we, um, we're currently delivering to all staff at Curtin and I'm trying to look at taking it to students as well and we take it commercially to the resource sector, to uh, banking, to legal. We've had dealings with police and local government and Commonwealth government agencies and we look at creating firstly respectful workplaces but also cultural change around gendered violence because they're strongly linked and we go in and explain to people the circumstances and then we look at how as a bystander they can safely engage in ways of um, supporting the 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 person on the receiving end of it and potentially breaking the behaviour not by charging in on your white horse I strongly recommend against that but there's tools and techniques you can use that create diversions or deflect or support the person being um, on the receiving end of it there are many many ways we can show people that you can actually create a diversion literally or create let people know that this behavior is not acceptable one of my colleagues has a saying he says a lot that we don't do that around here anymore and we say that so much and the truth is we don't yeah i'm old enough to remember when you went to a hotel and there was smoke everywhere and smokers could everywhere it's not acceptable for that to happen anymore driving about a seatbelt it's not acceptable this is not acceptable and it's up to us to make that cultural change says it is not acceptable mm. we're losing lives at a, just about a daily rate these days um, at the moment in australia um, one person is killed every five days um, last year 57 people were killed in the domestic violence context and already we've um, beaten that figure um, in 2023 yeah. and you were telling me earlier that there was another one overnight, which yeah. I haven't actually seen the headlines of yet. Yeah, we're, it's awful. But the situation, let's get back to a friend of somebody 
you know, you'd say I'm a friend of a, a girlfriend or a mate, a bloke or whatever, and you, there are signs or you can see a different perspective of their relationship. Are there signs and what should that friend do? Because the person that's perpetrating and the person that's the victim don't like others to know about it. It's, beca- it's a secret that's at the early stages. Definitely. As someone who's been in that situation... I had my sister-in-law come to me and ask me, was I being hit? And I was terrified that my husband would find out. We'd even thought about this discussion. I was mortified that she had noticed. And I denied it and, no, everything's fine, everything's wonderful. And I rejected her and pushed her away. But in the back of my mind later... Knowing that someone had noticed, knowing that someone had cared and seen me, not the relationship, not the person, that actually had a massive impact on me. When we do our training, that we go out and talk about gendered violence, we tell people that, yes, you might go to your friend and say, listen, are you okay? We do have Are You Okay Day once a year. Well, I say we should have it every day. If you go to your friend and you say, are you okay, is, is something happening, is however your script works for you to say it, mm. and they reject you, so what? Good you night. might be embarrassed for a couple of minutes. You might feel a little bit estranged from your friend even. I've had that happen. But ultimately... Is it worth that few minutes of embarrassment? I think what you fact? said that the, I think what you said was probably the one that gets to you is the fact that somebody has noticed there's yep. something going on, and they cared about it enough to come and speak to you. That it's, has a yeah. huge impact on That's you. Interesting. Yeah. Um, the statistics tell us that it takes a person an average of seven times to actually leave a bad relationship. So if you're in a situation of being a friend who is trying to support that person, you need to expect to be rejected. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Initially, yeah. And it's not actually about you. Mm. So if you're concerned or worried that you're being rejected, it's not actually about you. I think it's a victim. I think what we have to consider by putting this to them we do realize that something is going on believing that they want to have an answer to it they want to know what they can do you know you go and you say i've noticed there's something they've got their children at the local school they've got all those family ties they share a home together uh, she's probably not working maybe uh, as an income so they're the hold that people have over their partner by holding them with them and manipulating very very much so mm. Leaving any relationship is really difficult and breaking away from all the things that are your normal are difficult. And your dreams. Yes, yeah. because you entered into the relationship, both of you hopefully, thinking that this was your future mm-hmm. and facing that is really hard when it's not what's happening. Um, one of the things I always say to people if they're concerned about a friend is... You don't need to be specific. Just say, I'm a bit concerned. How are you doing? But you've got to probably come up with some solutions eventually, not straight away. All you can do is walk with them. You can't, yeah, no. you can't make the choices and you can't do things for them. 
but you can stand by them and most importantly you can listen are there are there places for them to go definitely okay there are many um hotlines there are many um shelters or refuges around western australia the 16 days in wa campaign actually does highlight a lot of these there are a lot of services available but they are often overstretched yeah that's what that's I the truth yeah there are there's a lot of information online nowadays about what constitutes abuse and perhaps the best ways to respond and there's a lot of information that i've actually put into the mooc both um internationally and locally about who to contact and how to contact and most of these websites have a safety exit so that if you're on a website and you don't want someone to be able to see that you've been there there's usually a quick exit button that's great that you can click on and get out of really quickly because with modern technology it's very easy to track where you've been and most of these quick exit buttons can get you out of there very quickly and then at a later date hopefully you can safely remove any track if the victim has been spoken to by a friend with all good intention and they have started to think about the reality of what could happen, could, that they should probably start to research where they could go, what they can do, how they can get some money and all that. So everything's in place. Definitely. Yeah. Many of the, the big banks nowadays actually have um, special support lines for people who are suffering from domestic violence and several of the big banks actually have units specifically for people to contact saying what can i do to start a safe bank account i recommended recently to a friend whose sister is in a situation that could be dangerous that they start collecting copies of identification and things like that and storing them at his home because if you've got to leave in a hurry yeah that's what i'm thinking grabbing the right stuff it's all right very well to say you know you've got a safety kit and that but what if they find it yeah that's right so i recommended to this friend that he store paperwork and important things copies of paperwork in a place that his sister if she needed them could then access it after she'd safely removed herself from where she needed to be just finally we we have to leave the conversation unfortunately rom because it's really ongoing but what about reporting the the perpetrator to the law enforcement does that work or is it against things going smoothly it depends there's no this is how it works western australian law in in my opinion is becoming quite good in relation to um how they support um victims of domestic abuse they have laws now up against um coercive control they brought in laws against non-fatal strangulation and using strangulation or suffocation as a tool Mm -hmm. um west australian police have a specific family and domestic violence unit um it can be very difficult for police to be involved but they are now a lot better trained than they used to be about how to make it safe for all the people involved and the children and the children and often they will remove the perpetrator from the house rather than make the woman and the children leave so i believe in the police and i hope that they have the capacity to be able to help if nothing else you call them and talk to them yeah. and there's a record that this there's a, a risk at this pro- at this property or this address yeah well things are moving forward yeah i'm sadly until it's all sort of controlled and i think maybe at school at primary school high school we start teaching young people the, to look out for certain signs of behavior of prospective partners 
I think that education and talking about yeah, it, these yeah. courageous conversations are ones that people are uncomfortable with but we have to do. Sure do. We have to stop saying, oh, we don't talk about that sort of stuff because mm. we have to talk about it. Okay, if they want to go online, they can do so by uh, Googling Understanding Domestic Violence and then hitting on EDX. Yes. Fantastic and talk. And I'd love to catch up with you again in the future, Robin, if that's anytime. okay. Thank you very much. Thank indeed. you so much for having us. Great pleasure. Robin Westgate, Family and Domestic Violence Project Officer, People and Culture here at Curve University. Curtain Radio.